Hello, friends. Precious D here. Before we begin the episode, I just want to say we had a lot of technical difficulties this week, and we kept losing our audio. The method we use for remote recording with each other kept dropping out. I have tried to piece the different sections of audio together as best I could, and I hope it's not too much of a problem for you while you're listening. Also, throughout this episode, we refer to the movie as Dinosaurs. That is not the title of this movie. It is Dinosaurus. Sometimes your brain just fills in what it expects to see. So if you're looking for it, it is Dinosaurus with an exclamation point. Thank you and enjoy the show. One, two, three, four. Monster Movie. Fun time, go! 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 With Precious D and Honey Bee. Fun time, go! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Movie Funtime Go. I am one of your hosts, Honey Bee. And I am your other host, Precious D. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) Honey Bee, today we're talking about a dinosaur movie, and I was a little hesitant to put this movie on our list. Mm -hmm. I just have this feeling... And I don't know how to articulate it exactly. The dinosaur movies are not the same thing as kaiju movies. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Even though many of our kaiju are meant to be some sort of dinosaur. Yeah. They're usually, though, a made-up dinosaur. They're not an actual species of dinosaur. Totally, totally, totally. We didn't do either version of The Lost World. Which mm-hmm. is based on a Arthur Conan Doyle book where some explorers find a, a plateau in South America where dinosaurs are still living. And I don't know if we're going to do Jurassic Park when we get there. I'm thinking, because it just doesn't feel like a kaiju movie to me. Yeah. On the other hand, if part of what we're doing here is going through the history of these things, it is definitely an important moment technologically in the history of these kind of movies. Totally. Well, I will say that I am kind of a personal fan of dinosaurs and dinosaur movies. So I vote yes as far as the Jurassic Park movies. Maybe we should make those like a bonus something. Uh huh. Well, we still got a couple years to go before we get to that. If any of you out there have any input on the matter, you can email us at monstermoviefuntimego at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash mmftg and weigh in our dinosaur movies, kaiju movies. Uh, But we have definitely done at least one dinosaur movie, The Beast of Hollow Mountain. And the reason we're doing this one today... (laughs) uh, The reason we're doing this one today is because I noticed we don't seem to have any kaiju movies in 1960. We were in 1959 last week, and then we jump to 1961, and I couldn't find any kaiju movies from 60. Some of the years have several all in one year, and then we just skip 1960. So this movie, Dinosaurs! Exclamation point, is from 1960, and I thought, what the heck, let's go ahead and do it. 
Yay. It is in color. Uh, most of our movies going forward are going to be in color now because I guess we've hit Ooh. a point where color is not significantly more expensive than black and white at this point. So there's not any point in, in doing black and white movies anymore unless you're just doing it for an artistic reason. Right. It seems like everything going forward is going to be in color. Oh, my gosh. We made it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, we, we made, made it, it. In black and white era. Yeah. <laughs> it's 85 minutes and the director is Irvin S. Yearworth Jr. who also directed The Blob. Ooh. Which I feel is a much better movie than this one. <laughs> a much better? Yeah. Okay, okay. You're allowed. You don't agree? You no, don't agree? I don't. I don't disagree. I just, I don't think that it was much better. I thought it was, okay. I think they're pretty, uh, well, I guess it is better in a lot of ways as far as like storyline and stuff, but I didn't think it was like uh. a significant difference. <laughs> okay. He did want Steve McQueen to return to be in this movie, but, uh, Steve turned it down in order to make the Magnificent Seven. And I think he made the right choice there. Nice. The budget is 400000 I don't have a figure on the box office. Our featured monsters are a Brontosaurus and a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And there's also a caveman, but he's not really a monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that there's this random-ass caveman. And as we all know, the Flintstones are not real. Cavemen and dinosaurs did not coexist. Well, do we know? As most people are aware, uh, all the uh, do we know? All the evidence <laughs> would suggest that human beings and dinosaurs did not coexist in the same time period. There are people on the interwebs who will disagree with you, but they have no evidence to back that up. And they probably think the Earth is flat. <laughs> the, some of them do. Uh, I don't have an exact size on the monster, but, you know, the Brontosaurus and T-Rex size. I actually think the Bronto is a little smaller than he ought to be compared to the T-Rex. Mm -hmm. And uh, I forgot to keep count of the deaths, but I think there may be only four. The people in the bus or whatever? Uh, I wasn't counting the people in the bus. I guess he did oh, okay. get the people in the bus. I was counting... I, I, I was counting uh, the asshole, the caveman, oh. and the two and the two dinos. Oh, uh, uh, spoiler alert! I think the tyrannosaurus might have gotten the people on the. He definitely got that. Yeah, he steps on the bus and crushes it. Yeah, so somebody must have died in that bus. <laughs> <laughs> so that might take it up to about fourteen. So, uh, honeybee, what was your general impression of this movie? enjoyed this movie i liked it i mean i didn't there wasn't really a lot that that i just hated about it i liked it it was kind of like the blob for me or i was just like heck yeah this is an all right movie <laughs> okay yeah, um, and you i tell did not <laughs> i no, and i'd seen it before um i don't not too long ago i i don't remember oh, okay. why but uh, i mean i 
I got to give it like a three on the racism scale. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because although it does acknowledge that non-white people exist, many of them are played by white people. (laughs) And the rest of them have no lines. Right. There is also a white ethnic stereotype in here. So I don't know if you want to just call that bigotry rather than racism. Nationalism? I don't know what you call that. We'll get to him in a minute. Prejudice, bigotry. Uh, and then there's a a sort of stereotype of the lazy black man that is just sort of a glancing drive-by stereotype. So, uh, yeah, it's got at least a three. Um, and on the uh, is it is it sexist? Is it progressive? Is it feminist scale? Well, it's it it's not good. It's not good. The women, the the white woman is just a dumbass damsel in distress, and the Hispanic woman is. I mean, she's she's abused, but the movie doesn't present that as if it's a good thing. So, but she's just sort of a prize to be won. She doesn't really have much agency, um, and <laughs> it's just it's just not great. the The women in it are not are not the sort of strong, independent women we've been seeing in these movies. So, I think things are actually getting worse as we move into the '60s. Maybe this is a reaction against women's liberation. I don't think it's necessarily a conscious effort on anybody's part, but it does seem to be happening. So we'll we'll see. We'll see as we move <laughs> forward if things get any better. Uh, the movie starts off with the uh, credits, of course, and some scuba divers, some scuba divers over the credits. And it spells out one letter at a time. The title dinosaurs exclamation point. The music builds as each letter <laughs> appears. And I noticed that one of the actors had the first name of Wilhelm. So that made me happy. <laughs> he I don't think he screamed, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, and who, who did he play? Wilhelm Samuel. Uh, I don't remember who he played though, <laughs> but he was a big enough, uh, big enough part to uh, get a credit in the opening credits. Uh, I'll look him up in a second here. We'll come back to you. We'll come back to you, Wilhelm. And then there's some guys on the beach after the scuba diving is over in the credits. Some guys are on the beach setting off underwater explosions. Yeah, and this is filmed um, on the Virgin Islands, right? Yeah, in uh, St. Croix. Yes. It seems to be set some. It's set in some unnamed Caribbean island, but I'm assuming it's in the U.S. Virgin Islands because of the way they talk about the governor and stuff like that. Uh, but they don't say specifically where it is. It is very beautiful though. <laughs> this is true. 
a couple of stereotypes are uh, mucho excited about the many ships that will soon be coming into our harbor. So apparently the explosions have to do with a harbor being built in the bay. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the island cantina where Mike Hacker is pissed off about the noise the explosions are making. And it is never clear to me why he's Mike Hacker, which is not a Hispanic name, but it is a white guy in brown face putting on some kind of an accent, which is inconsistent. And he is the island manager. Question mark? And he seems to be. What the fuck is that? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Well, there's in the U.S. Virgin Islands, there's a governor over all the islands Mm -hmm. so i guess maybe it's kind of uh, i don't i guess this island itself is not large enough to have a mayor but there's just some sort of appointed island manager i don't know if this is a real thing i suspect it is not right yeah i felt like what i think this is made up because this doesn't really make sense like island it's not a business like yeah but he seems to be some sort of administrator, but all he really does is, is complain and push people around and try to find a way to line his own pockets. He is the real monster. Uh, yeah. Yes, he is. Uh, he wears a white suit and a white hat because he's in the Caribbean and he's a bad guy. <laughs> and <laughs> But it is not at all clear to me why he is opposed to the harbor. He seems to be opposed to the harbor, which appears to that it's going to bring in a lot of business to the island and this will be good for the local economy. But I think what it is, is he's trying to get his cut off the top and he's having trouble doing it. Mm -hmm. So he's trying to, he's trying to compel these guys that are building the Harbor into bribing him maybe, but they're not having it. So he's just being obstructionist because he's a dick. Uh, Anyway, <laughs> we meet we meet Senor Bart and Dumpy and Julio. <laughs> D- uh, Dumpy is so Bart and Chuck are the two youngish, handsome American white guys. Yeah, the white saviors are, of the film. Exactly, they're heading up this project. Mm-hmm. Dumpy is some sort of a foreman or on the project with an who's a little bit older and obviously dumpier and doesn't have enough self-respect to say, don't call me Dumpy. Yeah. And it's also just kind of dumb a little bit. Yeah. Like he's kind of played yes. in this like really dumb way. Yeah. But he's kind of kind of but he's a nice guy and he's everybody's made friends with this little kid, Julio. Mm-hmm. Who is, we have seen him in other movies, not the actor, but he is totally Panchito. Uh, Panchito and Juanito. And Juanito, yes. he's He could have been played by the same actor, but he is not. Yeah. Uh, I think the guy that plays him is not Hispanic. I, because his, his real last name, uh, let's see, where is it? He goes by Alan Roberts, but his real name was 
uh, Alan Robert Costello. Hmm. And Costello is either an Irish name or an Italian name. It's originally Irish, but there are some Italians that have that name. He looks like he could be Italian. Well, I am Hispanic, uh, and I have a very white last name. That That's true. Um, but I don't have any more information about him, but I'm just guessing by the quality of his accent that he is not actually Hispanic. <laughs> I have a Hispanic last name and a very white face. So. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna? What are you gonna do? And a very. But but you know he's 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 just we're not gonna hold it against him because he was just a little kid. And yeah. Got a part in a movie with dinosaurs, so he's probably pretty excited about it. Totally. But who? Um, Hacker is, we find out through the, the dialogue that Hacker is Julio's guardian, but it's not at all clear why he is his guardian. Yeah. And just some, he is. His dad uh, died just, for and some reason. Hacker got him. Maybe because he's the island manager. And so oh, <laughs> it's like, hey, there's this orphan. It's your job to, it's your job to take care of him. And of course he, he abuses him and pushes him around throughout the movie and makes him do child labor at the cantina that he apparently owns uh, and he is responsible for the local help not showing up to work today uh, not sure what he did to make them not show up but they didn't show up so they're going to be behind schedule on this whole harbor thing because hackers being obstructionist and a boat starts heading into shore and there's still charges out there in the water. They're not done blowing shit up. Uh -huh. And so they're waving a red flag, trying to wave the boat <laughs> off. <laughs> it's Betty. And they're yelling, Betty, Betty, turn around. And Betty <laughs> is a dumbass. Betty's like, she's just waving back yeah, at them. She's like, starts like pantomiming or like charading that like food. I brought lunch. <laughs> yeah, right. But apparently to her, red flag is not a red flag in any way. <laughs> she just comes charging in, hits a charge, and gets blown into the water. No, she doesn't get blown into the water. It it oh, just kind of blows uh, up, and then she, like, yes. yeah, and then, uh, what's his name, Bert kind of rolls up to her and is like, hey, you crazy ass, what the hell are you doing? We, That's right. We she tried to warn you, and she's like, by taking a shot at me? And then just strips her <laughs> skivvies and jumps in the water. <laughs> she does. She jumps in the water because the um, portable ice box is what she's calling the, the ice chest that she's brought the food in. <laughs> fell overboard. The explosion didn't uh, damage the boat, but it did knock the ice chest into the water. So she, she jumps in after it. Uh, I he said skivvies. I think she was wearing a swimsuit underneath. Oh, I wasn't sure if that was like a swimsuit or like one of those poor city type it, things that you wore under <laughs> things in no. the sixties. It it's a it appears to be a one piece black swimsuit that she just happens to have on because I don't know she lives in an island and you might want to go swimming at any moment. <laughs> It really doesn't make sense that she was wearing it. And uh, we we do see a lot more male skin in this movie than we do female skin because her swimsuit does cover up 
pretty much everything. Yeah, totally. But the but Chuck is constantly taking his shirt off. Uh, and um Bart Senor Bart takes his shirt off right now to to jump in after her. And when she's diving, she sees the dinosaur. So at uh I got eight minutes and twenty two seconds. Eight minutes, yeah. I eight eight nineteen is what I got, but yeah, no. about then she catches a glimpse of the dino. Oh, but before that, um, is it Dumpy? He's like uh, Chuck and Chuck and Dumpy are watching, and Dumpy's like, "Ain't love strange?" <laughs> the way he just because he's oh he loves her so he just goes swimming out to her when you know an explosive goes off under her boat. And now they're just swimming in water that is really nah, dangerous. Yeah. Yes, it's full of debris because they've been setting off explosions. Uh, but she she sees the dino. Uh, the it's the Tyrannosaurus, I believe, mm-hmm. which at this point is is appears to be frozen underwater, and she immediately faints underwater. Ugh, annoying. <laughs> She's so scared she just passes out underwater, and Bart sees the he doesn't see the dinosaur but he sees that she's incapacitated so he rescues her <sighs> because she's just a helpless yeah she's just a helpless female and how did he not uh, see the dinosaur to, like come on now yeah I, I, because he was busy watching her butt as she swam i guess i don't know <laughs> her very covered butt <laughs> yes and then we we cut to the beach where he is giving her very old fashioned resuscitation. Okay, is that what was happening? Cuz I was like, what the fuck is happening right yes. now? Yes. Why does he have her yes. that way? Yeah. So the the way it would have been done back then is to lay the person on their stomach and push on their back. Hmm. I think on the like the smaller their back to pump the water out is the idea oh god rather than what rather than what we would do these days of of having them laying on their back and and breathing into their mouth did did that work i mean there must be some reason why the technique has changed the other technique must work better yeah um i don't know if you would do at want to do a combination of those two things Mm -hmm. i'm not sure i've had some I've had some first aid classes, but none of them really addressed drowning specifically because we live in the middle of a fucking desert. (laughs) Fun story. Not a fun story. When I was a kid, I took swimming lessons at the Y and a kid drowned one day. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. Yeah. We we um, I think he was on the other side of the pool. He wasn't in the shallow part where we were taking our lessons. He was on the other side of the pool. But suddenly we were all sort of something was happening at the other end of the pool and we were all uh, ushered out. But I was just a little kid, so I don't actually know for certain if he died because I, I was just a little kid. He obviously needed some first aid. And I think as a kid, I just assumed that he had drowned and nobody ever followed up to let us know. Hey, that kid was okay, or hey, that kid drowned. So. Holy shit! Uh, yeah. Well, probably if he yeah. died, you probably would know. 
because usually well, I didn't know him personally. Well, yeah, but usually like in groups, like kids, kid group things like that. Usually you'll have like a hey, you guys, so and so died. No, 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 no. This, I mean, this was at the Y, so I didn't know this kid personally. He wasn't in my school, and this was I was like ten years old. Yeah, so but what I'm saying 70. is, is if that if that kid died at the Y, the Y would have like. Put, like oh. had the kids like put up pictures or like make no, things for the family did, no, or no, that kind of no, thing. No, no, they would do that now. <laughs> that's not how things work. That's not how things worked back then. No, well, that, that's how things worked when I was a kid. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. This this would have been around seventy four or seventy five, and and there wasn't open and honest discussions about bad things that happened back then. It's <laughs> not how it worked. Uh, probably would have been better if there had been, but it's not how it worked. <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, back at the movie, <laughs> he is, uh, Bart has administered his first aid and everybody's of course standing around watching. He's like, all right, break, break it up. And he tells Chuck to send more divers and the water, that the water was strangely cold and we might've blown open an underground river. And then Betty still seems to be unconscious because Bart picks her up and carries her towards a shack that they're working out of. Yeah, he does talk to her the whole time, though, like she's awake, which is weird. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, Dumpy and uh, Dumpy's giving Julio a ride back in his tractor. and, And he says, when we get to the end of the road here, head on down. You know, go back to the cantina. I don't want you to get in trouble, but it's too late because hackers come in the other way and catches them. Yeah, when Julio tries to hide, but when it's he's no like, good. when he's like, when we get to the end of this, you'll head on home, Julio. I wrote, my guess is Julio did not head home. But then before <laughs> anything else could happen, we see hacker. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. And he's like, get that foolish machine out of here. <laughs> in his terrible accent, I'm like the the machine is foolish. <laughs> Does does the machine make poor choices in life? Yeah, yeah, that was my next note. So uh it says next time maybe you'll stay in the cantina and do your chores like I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote H equals bad accent, so Dang. And free child labor. In the shack, Bart is tending to Betty, and he doesn't believe her about the monster. A green monster with a head the size of this room. Yeah. (laughs) And then Hacker just comes barging in, and he's... (laughs) Bart's like, hey, you know, what's the matter with you? Don't you knock? And he says, all doors on this island are open to me. (laughs) Like, what the... Fuck. Yeah, this guy sucks, the big one. And he, he complains about the noise and uh and 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 then says, and we almost lost the lovely Miss Piper. So he's while he's complaining, trying to make time with Bart's girlfriend. And they are they argue some about whose fault it is. And they're just like, my dick's bigger. No, my dick's bigger. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, about hackers lack of cooperation and the governor approved. 
of this project, so you know you should be helping. And he implies that Hacker is corrupt, which he is. Yeah, which we already know. Then Chuck Bur, <laughs> yes. Then Chuck bursts in and uh, shirtless, like you do. <laughs> yeah, and reports. Well, I guess he was just that. He's wearing shorts too, so I think he had just been diving. Mm-hmm, yeah. And reports that there are two dinosaurs down there. Perfectly preserved, frozen solid. And Betty's like, see? <laughs> Told you. Yep, yep. It's like, oh, oh, you believe Chuck, but you don't believe me. Well, that's because you have and a then, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Hacker's first thought is that they must be worth a fortune. And they speculate that compressed gas must have caused the freezing. Mm-hmm. Hacker demands, as island manager, <laughs> that the dinos be brought up. Uh, I don't think he really needed to demand that. I think that was going to happen. Yeah. And uh, Bart wants to know if the governor's still in Washington and to send a wire to the Smithsonian. And then we'll haul the dinosaurs on, on onto the beach. And then he gives and, the freaking, I guess it says, is it a telegram? Yes. He gives him the the message to have telegram. Oh, okay. Telegraphed to send okay. a wire. Okay. Uh, yeah, he wants him to send a wire, and I trust that you'll you'll do this. And he's like, "Oh, of course I you will." You have my and, word. And <laughs> yes, and then as soon as he leaves, he's like, well, "Do you trust him to send that?" He's like, "I trust him as far as I could throw a dinosaur." And here's where I wrote, why is he opposed to the harbor? But I, I think it's just because he's not found the way to get his cut yet. Right. Uh, then we cut to a crane pulling well, first, one of the dinosaurs, the Tyrannosaurus. Before we go to the next scene, Betty just like stands up and like very happily just looks at Bart and says, let's go monster fishing. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> So that which they do, they pull up the Tyrannosaurus with the with a crane. Kind of crane, and it's so and who, cute. <laughs> when they're first pulling it out of the water, because it looks really small when they're first pulling it out of the water, I was like, "Oh my god, it's so cute!" <laughs> he looks so tiny and cute, but it turns out he's not. Yeah. Oh, I at this point I should mention that the dinosaurs are a in this movie are a combination of stop motion and puppets Mm -hmm. and also a sort of life-size just part of the dino's back Mm -hmm. (laughs) that that people will be riding on later he got a donk he got a donk he got a donk (laughs) (laughs) so uh julio's very excited and they pull i wrote pull toy ashore they pull the toy (laughs) ashore because they've just done some like some forced perspective or some split screen or something right. they haven't built a life-size model of the thing yeah. and they're all like thank goodness he's not alive and i wrote not yet uh, julio asks are you sure his eyes are open and he's like oh he, uh, he just sleeps with his eyes open yeah and the next one is even bigger somebody says and then the later they they just cut to it. They've already dragged the brontosaurus on the beach. They don't make us sit through all of that again. And it must weigh fifty tons. Betty is still drying off at this point. 
Still in her swimsuit, still has a towel around her. Seems like she's still drying herself off. Julio is pointing out that the brontosaurus they pulled up is not mean. He's a herbivor. He's herbivorous. Yeah. So he pronounces. Uh, well, I mean, he's a he's an herbivore, mm-hmm. but he's herbivorous. Yeah, but he's herbivorous? only he's only on like something like a what does he call it a. Cereal, cereal box. Yeah, that's what it is. So he, he probably, he probably never so he, heard the word being spoken before. Yeah. He um, also, of course, he has an accent. He has learned a lot about dinosaurs by reading the backs of cereal boxes, and he has sent in the box tops to get toy dinosaurs in the mail. Uh, which was, it, that's a thing that still happens, but it used to happen a lot more often. Yeah. And sometimes there would even be a prize in, in the, the box. box. Of cereal. I haven't seen that in a long time. Me either. So I don't know if they still do that. He, uh, let's see. And the dinosaur is cold. Yeah, and Julio just like goes. He's like, I, I know a lot about this. I'm very educated. I'm gonna go check it out. And the adults are like, <laughs> great. And he just runs over there, and he's, like, just standing in the middle of these dinosaurs, this little boy, just like, I need to inspect further. And they're like, oh, Julio. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Can we maybe get the child away from the fucking dinosaurs right now? Right. Uh, uh, yeah. He, well, Julio is, okay, I'm not a fan of this young man's performance in this movie. Oh. <laughs> Though, really, he's not any... I guess any worse than uh, Panchito was, but I just found him more annoying. Mm-hmm. Maybe because he just seems like a copy of Panchito. Uh, but just looking at the character as the character, he's a pretty fearless little guy. Yeah, he's been through a lot. He has, and it does hasn't it hasn't made him sour or bitter or scared. Mm-hmm. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bart tells Betty to get dressed and they'll go to, and we can go get dinner. Yeah. And he, and, is, is uh, it Chuck that asks if, uh, if they should leave a guard for the playmates? Yes. Yes. Our, our two playmates. Our playmates. Yes. <laughs> even, even though no one could walk off with them, we should leave a guard anyway. So here's where we meet O'Leary. Which Chuck gets O'Leary. Which I guess O'Leary needs to start being a bingo square because this is starting to happen a lot. We could name the bingo square LOL Drinky. Yes, yes. So O'Leary is a Irish stereotype of the drunken Irishman. Uh, a Chuck get O'Leary a raging stereotype is what I wrote. A raging stereotype. <laughs> Not that he's raging, just no, that the stereotype, stereotype is raging. Because no, they just great. they just go in 100% on this. Oh, Faith and Begora, I'm Irish <laughs> and I like a drink. And oh, those dinos are real. I thought they were the DTs. <laughs> ah, because alcoholism is funny. funny. LOL. <laughs> yes, the, the uh, delirium tremors used to be hilarious. That's when you, boys and girls, <laughs> when you drink so much alcohol that you have hallucinations. Yeesh. Uh, stereotypically, 
you would see pink elephants. Gross. Uh, so we leave old Drinky to babysit the playmates. Yes. And I'm sorry, I was trying to look up the DTs. You're trying to look up what? <laughs> the DTs. Oh. Delirium tremens. Sorry. Delirium tremens, not tremors. <laughs> They're not earthquakes. <laughs> tremens. Delirium tremens. Rapid onset of confusion, usually caused by withdrawal from alcohol. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not having withdrawal. He's having a drink right yeah, now. Yeah, he has a fucking flask in his hand. <laughs> yes. Which I was confused when he said, I thought it was the DTs. I was like, you aren't DTing because you have a flask. Oh, maybe that's... <laughs> Well, no, that's probably why he went to get the drink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm seeing dinos. I better top myself off. And he even says so this the is not the first time that away. he's seen dinosaurs either. So Yes. Yeah. So he's got it pretty bad. But it's funny. LOL. Uh, Bart picks up Betty and they drive off, hoping to beat the rain into town. And Hacker lurks nearby. And discovers a human body covered in mud on the beach mm-hmm. and drags it into the bushes and hides it. And covers it up with other the, bushes to kill. Yeah, yeah. God. I because, was like, holy shit, this guy sucks so bad. What's crazy about this is like right when he's doing this, um, there's like some thunder and lightning, so it's about to start storming. And I'm thinking like yeah. He's going to hide this, but it's storming. Like, he's hiding this person. He's putting shit on top of it. But the storm is obviously going to, like, wash it all away. Yeah. is isn't very yeah. thought out. I don't know. Well, he seems to have instantly realized that a caveman has also somehow been dislodged by the explosions. And this could be valuable, so I better hide it and come back for it later. When you were... This is... Must... This... Must be his first thought on finding a dead body on yeah, the beach. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, when I was going to say when you were watching this. Did you think like, oh, caveman, because I didn't. <laughs> I don't remember because I, I had seen it before and uh, I knew there was a caveman in it. I, so I thought like, oh, no, I don't what remember what I thought. I never, I never saw the caveman <laughs> coming. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I don't remember what I thought the first time I saw the movie, but... The thing is, ha- Hacker's reaction is not is not. Oh my gosh, somebody somebody's died in the explosion. I better do something. I better because he doesn't even uncover the mud to to f- discover it's a caveman. He just instantly starts hiding the yeah, body. Yeah, he just knows. So, he, he, yeah, he's just figured it out right away. At the cantina, there's a steel drum band playing. Not at all annoying. <laughs> and Jasper arrives to talk to Hacker. Jasper is one of his flunkies Mm -hmm. and hacker explains that we're going to be rich and the waitress at the cantina, whose name is Chica. Mm -hmm. Is anybody actually named Chica? Because doesn't that just mean lady? Isn't that just a girl? Yeah. Isn't that just a a term for, isn't that just kind of like a chick, a lady, a person, a female person? It just means little girl, basically. Yeah, so 
but but I think everybody calls her that as if it's her actual name, not just a nickname. I know he does call her his little tamale. The nick, <laughs> yes, yes. I was going to get to that. Her nickname is my little tamale. <laughs> so just more, I don't know. Would a white guy call a woman my little sandwich? Ew. <laughs> You're my little turkey club on wheat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) It just struck me as an odd thing. As something that a Hispanic person would probably not call another Hispanic person. It's a a thing a racist writer (laughs) writes for somebody to call somebody. But she's uh, so he's sexually harassing her at work because she's like, leave me alone. And he he threatens to blackmail her in front of the other people. He's threatening to commit a crime. I said, yeah. And he's like and he's telling her that he's going to dress her in pretty things. And it's just uh, it's just gross. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he. Yeah. His whole attitude is, hey, you you belong to me. You're mine. She's like, I don't like you. Like, well, if you don't, you look, if you like me, I'll give you pretty things and be nice to you. If you don't like me, I'll tell everybody bad things about you. And she's like, there's no bad things. Like, they don't know that. Mm -hmm. So he's going to blackmail her with just made up shit. Like, who are they going to believe? The island manager or you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then he's. I mean, he is the bad. Yeah. Yeah. He's the monster for sure. He's the bad guy. So he's supposed to do bad things, but it's just so cartoonish. Yeah. Yeah, he says, like, you, you're mine. You better, like, why not enjoy it? And I'm just like, oi, this is how Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> happens. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> he explains that, he, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> Hold on, let me get a little drink. He explains to his flunkies that he's found a caveman intact and he's going to sell him for a fortune. And they'll give them a thousand each for helping him after the storm is over. To help him go, you know, retrieve the caveman. Yeah. And then he burns the telegram and and lights his cigar with it. Yes. Yep. Yep. (laughs) And then O'Leary goes out to say goodnight to the dinosaurs. (laughs) And Julio, this is kind of cute. Julio brings his toys to show off and explains about the brontosaurus is a vegetarian, but the tyrannosaurus is a carnivore. He's the friendly vegetarian. Mm Mm-hmm. I really like this. And then Hacker slaps. I really like this. uh, Whenever O'Leary goes out and talks to the dinosaurs, he's like, talks to them like, you know, they're his babies. He's like, how are you? Yes. Are you? Just like, well, thanks for not making so much racket about it. I'm going to go inside and sleep. (laughs) You guys sleep well. Like there's a little baby. Yes. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, uh, I guess he's just, um, has a what is it an active uh, fantasy life yeah i guess so <laughs> a rich imagination uh but a hacker slaps julio around just in front of everybody and stomps on his toy mm-hmm. and julio runs away uh bart threatens hacker <laughs> and Uh, goes out to look for Julio. Yeah, I like when Bart says, uh, if anything happens to that boy, I'll take it out of your hide. Because I had not heard Mm -hmm. someone say that since, like, my my granny used to say that. She used to say (laughs) that. She used to say, I'll take it out of your hide. And it's so funny. As soon as he said that, I was like, aww. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, it's nice that you're nostalgic about your grandmother threatening violence on you. <laughs> well, you know, like to do. <laughs> uh, O'Leary is uh, in the shack reading a comic book and goes to the window to check on the dinos again and takes another drink. Bart returns and couldn't find Julio. And he looks like he's about to hit Hacker. Hey, punks his ass. Hacker does the... <laughs> Hacker does tries to do the thing where you break a bottle and threaten somebody with the broken end of it, but instead cuts himself. Which is very more realistic, <laughs> I just want to say. Yes. If you ever are thinking, like, I'm going to smash this bottle and use it as a weapon, like, this scene is really what's actually going to happen to you. <laughs> or it just... Thunks embarrassingly against the bar and fails to break. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, uh, but everybody laughs at him, and um, Bart just throws a handkerchief at him and says, "Somebody bandage him up." And then the lightning hits the dinosaurs. Is that what and... happened? I missed that. I just put. I was like, <laughs> dinos start smoking? Question mark. I I missed the lightning yeah. somehow. Oh no, that was the re- that was the whole reason plot wise for their oh, being. Oh, okay. I was really <laughs> confused. I did not see the lightning. But I don't think we necessarily. I don't think we see the lightning hit the caveman. Oh yeah. But I guess right. it must have. I guess we're just meant to. It's implied that it must have hit him. So O'Leary wakes up and lights his lamp and goes to check. But first, a drink. <laughs> and the power goes out. And the caveman, is... when O'Leary opens the door, the caveman is at the door and tries to stab him. <laughs> yeah, they scare each other. And... I laughed so freaking hard. I laughed so hard at this part. This part... It surprised me because, like I said, I wasn't expecting the caveman to, like, just be uh-huh. at all. But then <laughs> when they scare each other, oh, my gosh, I laughed. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, oh, gosh, that reminds me. I wanted to mention this is uh, some info from Wikipedia. They got their money at, uh, money's worth out of this movie because they used some shots of the while they were doing the movie, they used the brontosaurus model and miniature jungle set to film a shot for an episode of the Twilight Zone. Oh, and then uh, the Odyssey of Flight Thirty Three is the episode, and then a shot of the T Rex was borrowed for an episode of Gilligan's Island, mm. where Gil where Gilligan dreams that they're all all the castaways are all cave dwellers li- living on the island back in the stone age. So they, they wrung every bit of use out of this movie that they could. Wow. The, just the caveman made me think of that. Cause Gillian Gilligan's dream. They're all cave people. Uh, and then this is a thing we see a lot in these movies. O'Leary swears to never take another drink. Oh yes. The scared sober bit. Yeah. The, uh, Power is also out at the cantina, and Chica tells us that the last time it was out for two days. So Bart and Chuck go to check on the generator. Mm-hmm. And O'Leary goes to check on the dinosaurs, 
And then at 30 minutes and 18 seconds, we see the live dinosaur, the T-Rex. So we, we do see our monsters pretty early in the movie, but they're just laying there. Yeah, they're not alive. <laughs> For it's most alive. of it. He uh, sees it and screams, and the dinosaur attacks. And, and he, O'Leary lights a stick of dynamite. That he pulls out of his ass. Yes, he he just had it. The, I mean, they've got a lot of explosives, obviously. We've seen it. But he just happened to have one <laughs> in his pocket or stuck in his belt or, or yeah, up his butt. And he lights it. And the, the T-Rex picks him up. And then the dynamite goes off, but it go, he must have dropped it because it goes off behind him and blows up the cabin, mm-hmm. the little shack. But everybody at the cantina hears this explosion. I'm not clear at all how far the cantina is from the beach and the excavation site, the harbor site, um, and how far Betty's house is from there and or how far anything is from anything. <laughs> but apparently it's close enough. They, they all hear the, the... They all hear the dynamite go off and everybody goes to check. And then... Everybody runs out of the cantina to go check, and then Hacker and his flunkies go last. He's like, they'll get too close to our prized package. Uh, when they get to the beach, <laughs> when they get to the beach, the di- there's no dinosaurs. The shack no is shack? gone, and worst of all, no, no O'Leary. O'Leary. They do find O'Leary's hat. So, yes, Dumpy finds his hat. Uh, and then Chuck finds the dinosaur footprints yeah. and we hear a roar. Yeah, he asks, Dumpy asks if he thinks that O'Leary is dead and Bart says no one could live through that. Um, like, boom, the dynamite, uh, what is it, explosion. Yeah. But where are the dinosaurs? Yeah. And then we hear the roar. <laughs> and Bart doesn't believe it at first. It just isn't possible, which of course is true. It's not. <laughs> And they catch Hacker looking in the bushes very suspiciously. And I can't even remember what excuse he He says he's looking for Julio. But Bart's like, we all know you don't give a shit about Julio, you lying piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And there's a roar, another roar. Uh, The the roars to me sounded just kind of like a lion or a tiger. Yeah, same. I don't think they put a lot of effort into making a, a roar. Uh, we got a call for help, but the phones are out. And the mail boat will be here tomorrow. Uh, what about a shortwave radio? Uh, did you get a response to the telegram? <laughs> and the hacker's <laughs> like, I didn't have time to send it. But Betty mentions her father has a ham radio, which might be working, but might not, because he's always taking it apart and working on it. But we'll, we should go check. Mm-hmm. Bart asks Hacker if there's any guns. There's just a few. Um, and an old cannon up at the old fort. So Chucks gets the idea that we could hold up at the fort and we could widen the moat and set it on fire. Fill the moat up with oil and set that on fire. Mm-hmm. So uh, Bart says that's our best idea. Get the bulldozers and up head up there the and tell everybody you meet on the way. This is sort of a rare occurrence where 
nobody says, no, don't tell anyone. We don't want to cause a panic. Yeah. They, they actually say, yes, tell everybody you see they need to head to safety. There, there's dinosaurs running loose on the island. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we do get a... They, there is a little bit of it, because Lumpy knows, says, do we want to ring the fire gun? I don't know how you ring a gun, but... And he says, no, we don't want uh, panic running through the streets. Yeah. But he does also tell them, go everybody. tell everybody. Yeah. So I guess just tell them in a call. I guess if he just rings the alarm, everyone will freak out. But if we just tell them what's happening, they won't freak out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and then... Hacker volunteers for him and his men to search the island because he's quote unquote got to go find my boy. Even though five minutes ago in the same conversation, he was like, I'm looking for Julio. And Bart's like, You don't give a shit about Julio. But now all of a sudden, five minutes later, he's like, I got to go find my boy. And Bart's like, All right. Yeah. Well, the thing is, in that moment, Hacker does a good job of lying he's done a bad job of lying up to this point but the actor actually plays that scene sincerely so uh bart believes him Uh. and betty believes him too because she says see not nobody's all bad well yeah earlier he does actually earlier in the movie betty was like aren't you being kind of hard on hacker like she's always kind of trying yeah. to be the balance there for whatever. Seeing the reason. seeing the good and seeing the good in people. In fact, he even convinces his two idiot sidekicks, flunkies, that uh, he's looking for Julio because they they believe him. Mm-hmm. It's not till later. It's not till later. He's like, we're looking for the caveman, you idiots. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Tamale, little hot Tamale, comes up and says that she knows how to make pipe bombs. Yep, uh, Molotov cocktails. <laughs> She's she's making Molotov cocktails uh, by putting gasoline. There was a revolution in my country. What country? We don't know. And we put gasoline into bottles with rags. That they're Molotov cocktails. Uh, we'll well we'll use some. That this oh this is such a freaking. She says we'll use some. No, and he says we'll use some. Yes, which is just to me such a. It's just such a stereotype moment for him to, while we're in the middle of this crisis and you've had a good idea, I'm going to take a moment to sort of make fun of your sentence structure. Uh, I I just found that (laughs) annoying. (laughs) And anyway, Betty wants to go with, with Bart. Oh, at some point here, they she mentions that uh, her mother is h- home alone. Mm-hmm. They need to go to her house anyway to look for the radio. Yeah. And then Julio's running through the woods, and he trips and falls, and he hears the T-Rex roar and sees it attack the bus that we mentioned earlier. Aww. There's a lot of screams, and it stomps Mesh. on the bus. So... Uh, O'Leary's dead, right? We don't see him again. No, he did he's, not survive. He's dead. Right? Yeah. O'Leary's dead. There's a bus full of people dead. Hacker's going to die. And then two dinosaurs and a caveman. So, yeah, we don't know how many people were on the bus. And I'm not going to go back and count them. <laughs> yeah, it was like four or five. 
I think if I paused it, I could see how many people were in the bus, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> the caveman approaches Betty's house. Again, no idea how close Betty's house is to the anything. <laughs> the shore. Yeah. But he peers through the window and tries to get at the food he sees on the other side of the window and he doesn't understand how windows work because he's a caveman. And the mother... uh, This is also such a... uh, The mother hears this and comes to see if it's Betty. Betty? And she's she's wearing some sort of, um, you know, face mask, uh, you know... Yeah. An old-fashioned beauty. Well, people still do yeah. this, you know. She put some kind of product on her face, some kind of mud pack. Yeah. She put some sort of mud pack on her face, so that when they see each other, they both scream. Which is hilarious. Is was I just found it to be just such a tired sort of sitcommy moment. Aww. But I guess in 1960, when it. this was made, it was it was maybe a little fresher. Yeah, in 1960. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was good. <laughs> It was was well done. All right. Um, The caveman runs away and mom gets in her car and she drives off. And then uh, (laughs) Jasper, the the flunky, he's so stupid. He says, how was Julio dressed? I don't remember. (laughs) Because he thinks they're searching for Julio. But also, you're not putting out a you know, an Amber alert. There's so far we've seen one child on the Island who is this age. So if you see a young boy, that age, it's probably Julio, no matter how he's dressed. (laughs) But hacker says, I don't have time. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know you were so style conscious. We're looking for a caveman, not for that brat. Uh, then Julio sees the Bronto and starts talking to him. Oh, I love this scene. I I love Julio. Uh, I love how Julio wants to be friends with this dinosaur. And he's like, the dinosaur yeah. puts his, like, kind of goes up to him, like, puts his face up to me. He's like, remember, you're the friendly one. Yes, you're the friendly vegetarian. <laughs> like it says on the cereal box. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, the T-Rex roars and Julio just kind of babbles a lot. He's like, he's like telling, this is the weird, this is weird. He's like telling the dinosaur to run, like what he needs to do. Like if that T-Rex comes, he's going to eat us both and he'll probably like you more because you're bigger. So you got to run. And it's weird because I'm like, it does the, it seems like the dinosaur understands him. At least Julio seems to expect the dinosaur yeah. to understand well, him. Well, and, like, and he does what Julio says in every other yeah. scene past this point. Anytime past this point that Julio's like tells the dinosaur to do something, it does it <laughs> like a dog. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I mean, I can't get my dog to <laughs> understand commands that well. Uh, at the cantina, Bart is helping to send people to the fortress. Dumpy comes out with an armful of the Molotov cocktails and doesn't seem to understand how they work. <laughs> because he drops one and is like, oh, I guess it was a dud. And Bart's like, no, you've got to light them first. Aye, aye, aye. They're not just going to go off. 
because you dropped them. But don't fucking drop anymore because we need them. <laughs> yes. Uh, the caveman goes back to the house and goes inside and find. first he finds a hatchet. He likes that and a baseball bat and is trying to decide which one's going to be a better weapon. And then he finds a big two-handed axe and really likes that. Mm-hmm. And the shortwave radio goes off. A message is coming in. So, of course, he smashes the radio. Oh, he tries to find it first. He tries to find the voice first yeah. and then the radio starts squealing and yeah. then he smashes it. Right. Yes. But this means we're not going to be able to use it to, to call for him. Right. Uh, he finds the fruit, which turns out to be fake fruit. It's just decorative. Which is hilarious. He's just woken up after being asleep for millions of years, so he's probably pretty hungry. So it's got to be pretty frustrating yeah. that this fruit is fake. For sure. But then he gets scared by the mirror and smashes the mirror. Mm-hmm. Which... I wasn't buying that because cavemen still see their reflections in water and stuff. And I think he should be able to understand what, even if he's never actually seen a mirror, I think he should have some sort of an idea what a reflection is and not instantly destroy it. But Well, he didn't instantly destroy it. He like tries a few times to understand what it is. I think it'd be weirder if he just saw the mirror and was like, oh, no, that's I think me. That's, no, no, I think that's the second mirror. No, the, uh, the first sec- mirror, too, he, like, steps in front of it and hides, and then steps in front of it oh. and hides, and then, like, peeks uh-huh. around and then hides. Like, he, yes. he does, it like, a little bit. Yes. He was almost doing a, a, <laughs> a Marx Brothers routine by himself. But, <laughs> and then, but he smashes it, and then he pokes the chair, and then he tries to eat a book. Which I thought that was the and, thing, but... Yeah, and then looks, sees the words and sort of looks, wonders what those are and throws it away. And then he exits the room and then we just hear a bunch of banging and stuff and then a toilet flush and he comes running back out of the other room terrified <laughs> by the toilet. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I really I wrote, did he flush a toilet? Because it didn't sound like a toilet to me. I, oh, yeah. I was like, what yeah, the I, hell? I mean, that's what I that's what I thought it sounded like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we and hear then the T-Rex. T-Rex is, rawr, rawr, rawr. T-Rex is roaring and bulldozers arrive at the fort. And Chica is riding with Chuck. Mm-hmm. And the villagers start arriving. And then there's the puppet T-Rex is walking along. (laughs) And then Hacker is at a mine. There's a mine. I think this is the first time we're seeing it. And thinks that uh, it comes out of the mine. The caveman's not in there. And the back part of the mine is filled with water. But Jasper thinks, well, where else are you going to find a caveman except in a cave? I thought this joke was kind of funny. I I love this Hacker joke. Says, Hacker says, uh, I didn't know you were an anthropologist. And Jasper says, not a very good one. I haven't been to church in years. I thought that was funny. So um, this whole movie, though, is just the tone of it is kind of like just an extended sitcom episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So he's not in there, so let's start looking in the houses. Then we cut to Betty, Dumpy, and Bart all in the Jeep, and they've warned everybody they could find. All that's left is Betty's house. Dumpy starts to light a cigarette and then realizes he's got an armful of gasoline-filled <laughs> bottles. So he stops. Uh, the caveman in the house is looking at a painting and finds another mirror but figures it out this time. Mm-hmm. And then starts trying on clothes. Well, he's holding some clothes up in front of him and then he looks at this other painting that's of a pretty lady and is comparing himself to the painting of a woman and so then puts on a dress. I was really sad because... that no one gets to see him in the dress. I was really upset <laughs> about this. <laughs> I wanted him to be discovered in the dress like the caveman in, in the dress. Like, frilly ass pink dress. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Julio shows up looking for Betty because he's just been running around in the jungle by himself up till now mm-hmm. he gets a banana from the fridge and then the caveman almost kills julio but he just but like isn't even instead. scared he's just like oh hey bud <laughs> what's up he he thinks the caveman must be a guest of betty's and her scientist father we never see the father yeah and i can't remember if she said he was out of town but we don't see him but but now we know that he is a scientist and a ham radio enthusiast. Mm-hmm. And so he gets more food. I'm sure Betty won't mind. And yeah, he's like, offers to be his friend. He's like, funny, they didn't show you where the food was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, who, uh, I don't know. Julio, to me, seems like both. Uh, not too bright and way too bright at the same time. Hmm. That happens. We all know people like yeah. that. So, yeah, yeah. But he offers to be his friend because Julio just wants to be everybody's friend. Yeah. And he starts uh, getting food ready. Puts going to make him a hot drink. Going to boil. You know, puts a teapot on. And the caveman just starts playing with the stove and being fascinated with the fire and then has a hard time figuring out how a chair works. (laughs) And then Julio tries to teach him how to use a fork. A car arrives. I think Julio seems to understand this guy's a caveman. Yeah. But then expects him to use a fork. Yeah. He, He like... He thinks it's it's his job to civilize him instantly instead of just letting him eat because he hasn't eaten in a million years or so. (laughs) Julio thinks it's Betty and wants to surprise her with how he's taught him how to use a fork. And then he so he turns around, he turns back around and says, surprise, but it's not Betty. It's Hacker. No. And he says, run, caveman. These are the bad men. Jasper. Yeah. Jasper and I kept writing the other guy. At some point, he tells us the guy's name is Mousy, mm-hmm. but either he didn't say it earlier or I didn't catch no, it. No, he doesn't say it until like the end. Okay, so it wasn't just nope. Me. But they try to fight the caveman and just fight like crap. Yeah, <laughs> Julio uh, stops the caveman from killing them with his axe. Tells him it's wrong to kill, and. 
So instead, the caveman hits Hacker with a pie? Yeah, the caveman, for some reason, uh, understands more... this all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yes, he understands the boy's telling him not to kill him, so he hits him with a pie. Because it's a sitcom. Uh, and Jasper, uh, Jasper, Julio and the man uh, run away and hide. And the bad men chase, but don't see him hiding, so they run right past him. Later, Bart, Betty, and Dumpy are at the house surveying the damage. Mom's not here. Dumpy notices that the teapot is still boiling. Nobody turns off the stove, though. <laughs> and then Dumpy gets word over the walkie-talkie. Yeah, earlier when they were making preparations, somebody mentioned there were walkie-talkies and we should get them. So Dumpy gets a message that Chuck is on the walkie-talkie and that Betty's mom is safe. Yeah. So then Bart takes it and gets an update about the situation at the fort and that there's no sign of Julio. Dumpy tells Betty the news about mom and they didn't believe... Oh, they don't believe that she... So mom had said something in the brief moment she talked to Dumpy about seeing an ape man and they don't believe her. <laughs> but why not? Because there's two dinosaurs running around the island. <laughs> but they was like, oh, well, you know, she was probably just confused about what she saw. <sighs> but there's dinosaurs. So oh, Jesus Christ. But they take some lanterns and a, and a first aid kit. And Bart finds Hacker's car, and they assume that he broke the radio because he's an evil shit. Yeah. Julio, and then they see Julio and the caveman ride by on the back of the Brontosaurus. I love this. I literally started cheering and was like, fuck yeah, <laughs> this is the best part. This is so cool. <laughs> Julio and the caveman are just riding this dinosaur off into the sunset together. I was so happy about this moment. I I physically feared. <laughs> I I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did. They uh but they they so they're like uh, Julio Betty starts yelling at him and they they try to chase and um Dumpy grabs the bottles because they might need them. And the brontosaurus eats some bananas off the top of the tree. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, the T-Rex roars. Yeah, I love this part, too, where Julio's like, this is so fun. I didn't know you could. And then, like, the caveman, like, puts his hand over his mouth. He's like, this is so fun. I didn't know you could. <laughs> <laughs> and then the caveman's like, shut yes. up. Well, I think the idea was he's telling him to be quiet because the T Rex is. Yeah, roaring, exactly. Yeah, of course. Just been that's, like, that's exactly what's but, happening. But he just—it's so. But funny. There may be a. There may also be an element of like, can you just be quiet for a minute, kid? No, I think he's just like something's coming. <laughs> like, shut up! Like, shush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh, so Betty calls out, and then they're like, "Look behind you, Betty!" And the T-Rex. Yeah, here comes, right here there. comes Betty See? with her shit timing as per usual in this film. She just yes. really knows when to and, take it. <laughs> yeah, she screams and runs. Uh, the caveman dismounts to go help and Betty trips on a vine and falls flat on her face. I mean hard. Like, I felt bad yes, for this just... actress. <laughs> she 
He fell hard. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look like a stunt. Did not look like a stunt person. She just <laughs> planted herself completely flat on the ground. Uh, and the T-Rex picks her up, not in his jaws, in his but little, in his little tiny T-Rex hands. Little tiny which, hands. I think he had picked up uh, O'Leary earlier that way. The caveman hits the T-Rex in the foot with his axe and it drops Betty and he catches her. I'm not sure how he was able to do that. Probably because <laughs> From he's where... the caveman and in this movie he was like living with the dinosaurs when they were frozen. So he like but knows I just, the deal. I just mean from his position hitting the foot in in relation to her position being held in the arms. Uh it just seemed like a difficult maneuver to me, hmm. but he does. He catches her and Bart sees this and notes that he saved her life, but there's no telling what he might do next. Cause, you know, he's just, he's, he's just an uncivilized caveman. So there's a lot of running and running and they run into the mine. Uh, and dumpy looks around and says, ah, I'm lost. Uh, this seems to me like a very small island mm -hmm. and presumably they've been there for some time working on this harbor project, but it is dark, I guess, and raining. Dumpy gets lost. Dumpy and uh, uh, Bart are both lost. And the Brontosaurus is running too. And Julio's telling him to stop or we're going to end up where we started and the T-Rex will eat us up. So I guess the Bronto's running around in a circle. Uh, I found this evolutionarily unlikely that brontosauruses don't know how to run away from a tyrannosaurus properly, that they're just going to be dumb enough to run around in a circle and end up back where it was, but what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> in the mine, the caveman has already built a fire and watches Betty, and she wakes up and thanks him. But then he's kind of like, woman, make me a sandwich. <laughs> make me a sandwich and show me your titties. Yes, the caveman has somehow had time to catch a rabbit and wants Betty to cook it for him. Yeah, the rest of this scene and starts is pawing. uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, it's intended to be. Why? But <laughs> she, she's like, I hope you don't have anything else on your mind. And he, he's fascinated by her hair. It's blonde hair. Maybe he's never seen blonde hair. And her jewelry and her clothes. And Betty tries to Ew. calm him down. I did not like it. Pour cold water on the and situation like, by singing him a lullaby. caveman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I can run away. Um... Jasper, Jasper, it's not Jasper. Julio is riding the Brontosaurus still and the T-Rex roars. And then Julio sort of jumps off, sort of falls off and gets knocked out no. briefly. And then Yay, the dinosaurs fight. Monster fight scene. Julio, finally. <laughs> finally. And uh, Julio comes to and yells at the T-Rex and then there's fighting and fighting and more fighting. This is mostly stop motion fighting. Julio starts throwing rocks. Dumpy sees Julio but then loses sight of him right away. 
and Bart says we we have to go get him. Not that way. It's that quicksand. The quicksand. So yes. So Betty and the caveman hear the roars and come out to check, and they see Julio get hit with a mm-hmm. falling branch or something. The T Rex appears to kill the yeah. Brontosaurus. We hear like a, we even hear the like crunch. I thought jaws. of like him snapping his neck. Yeah. Yeah, but then he's not quite dead, and then the caveman Woo-hoo! to the rescue Cavey! again and gets Julio and, and takes him, <laughs> gets Julio and takes him to the mine, and then a hacker and his men arrive, <laughs> and we've got to get that caveman. And the T-Rex is trying to get at the people in the cave, but he can't. He's too big. He can't get in there. And then Jasper Sorry. quits. You're right. Jasper is like, no, I've had enough of this crap. And he quits. And uh, I think Jasper's basically a good guy who just gets pushed around and pressured into doing these things Ooh, I don't give a shit. for Hacker. And he's, he's reached his limit. Well, he does seem a little mentally challenged but he but he reaches his limit and he quits bart and dumpy throw molotov cocktails at the t-rex and then hacker orders mousy aka the other guy to get the caveman and he threatens him with the gun and mousy's like oh okay okay all right fine i'll get it <laughs> bye and he runs away and hacker shoots after him i was like so oh, hacker's shit. like I... he was like yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just spiteful. And then he's like, oh, fine, I'll do it myself. Uh, Bart is going to try to throw a Molotov cocktail into the T-Rex's mouth. So he's like, Dumpy, you uh, hit him here. You go low and I'll go high and we'll get a mm-hmm. get one of these into his mouth. So Hack- Hacker enters the mine through the back way comes down on a rope yeah. like, through the ceiling of the mine <laughs> and Betty's at first is like oh thank goodness you're here but then he points the gun at them Julio. and shoots the caveman in the arm yes and he shoots the oh, caveman yeah. in the arm but he's not going to kill him because he's worth money he's just going to wound him Dumpy and Bart managed to hit the T-Rex in the mouth with the the bomb and the the tyrannosaurus's mouth is all burning and his foot kind of gets caught in the mouth of the cave of the mine which as he pulls it out starts to collapse the mine so hacker flees the caveman holds up a falling beam so that mm-hmm. the others can escape. I do want to say here this falling beam and bit the T-Rex was really they should have showed that the beam was attached because it's just the caveman in the middle of this beam and we can see like above the beam and there's just space. So it just looks like he's randomly yeah. holding up this unattached beam for no reason. It looks horrible. Yes. Yeah. We don't see, we don't see how it's, how it's holding yeah, the ceiling up in horrible. any way. He's just, and nobody's immediate and yeah. nobody else is right under it. He's not keeping it from falling on anybody, but yeah, the idea is that he's hold keeping it from collapsing while they get out. So the uh, the T-Rex runs off and Bart goes running into rescue. 
the the people in the cave and the brought sources not yeah, weird. Uh, Bart gets everybody out and tries to get the caveman out too, but he's not coming. He seems to think he needs to stay there. He seems to know that as soon mm-hmm. as he lets go of this, it's going to collapse. And as the as they're exiting, hacker is is dead under the rubble, and the mine collapses mm-hmm. on the caveman. The and then the brontosaurus immediately falls the, into oh, the quicksand. Okay. I wasn't sure. It looked like to me like the brontosaurus chose the quicksand. Like he was just like, la 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 la. Oh, good quicksand. Yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah. I mean, I think that's just because this movie's oh, okay. not very good, <laughs> and the effects are not the best that we've seen. Mm-hmm. We've seen better stop motion and better puppets. So it's a little unclear that he's accidentally wandered into the quicksand. He just <laughs> seems to stroll mm-hmm. into it willingly. And uh, Bart goes back to check on the mine again, just in case, while the others head to the Jeep. And the T-Rex is smart enough not to run right into the quicksand after the Brontosaurus. He just stands at the edges kind of menacing him while the Brontosaurus mm-hmm. sinks. At the fort, it's now daylight, and the final preparations are being made on the moat. Do we have an uh, Chuck? Yes, he who is. I think is shirtless again. <laughs> uh, estimates that they have enough oil to burn the moat for five minutes. Enough oil for five minutes of flame. There's no sign of the mail boat that they've been waiting for. Julio is sad about the brontosaurus dying and the two ladies, the two ladies with names. I think we see some ladies in the background, but the two ladies in this movie who have names try to cheer him up, but he doesn't care about anything. He's like, you got to eat your growing boy. I don't want to grow anymore. It's sad because Julio has experienced so much loss in life, like his mom, his dad. And like, and so, and he's like constantly looking yeah, for friends, yeah. and then he gets these two great friends, and now they're fucking dead. They're both dead. Also, I mean, he obviously was fascinated with dinosaurs and yeah. sees a real dinosaur, and it just, you know, a half hour, an hour later, yeah. the thing is dead. So, um, just yes, many, many levels to Julio's misery. Um, the oh are they he, he's the mail plane might have your the he ordered another toy with the box tops he ordered a toy plane with the box tops and maybe that will arrive when the mail boat gets here and he's like I don't mm-hmm. care about planes so and then we get this moment of the what to me looked like the stereotype of the lazy black man because this it's a Caribbean island so there's a mixture of like Hispanic people and and black people are the local population and the two white guys go up to the tower at the top of the fort and the guy who's supposed to be standing lookout is asleep is taking a nap and that just struck me as just more of the casual Mm. racism of this movie and uh, but I don't think the poor guy gets any lines though Dumpy oh yeah (laughs) 
He gets he gets a subservient line, see si, Senor. Dumpy spots the T Rex and yells the title of the movie. Cause he yells out dinosaurs exclamation point, even though there's only one dinosaur. So I just felt like that was meant to be a title moment. I don't know. The T Rex approaches uh light up the moat and the ring of fire. Bart ring has of an fire. idea. He, <laughs> Bart runs over to the sort of steam shovel type machine and Betty's like, let me go with you. And Bart's like, I no, can't said- hear you. Yeah. No, I can't let you go. I can't let you go with me. Yeah. And she then, says, I love ahead, you. Say, and then he's like, I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. That's what he can't hear. And she's like, be careful. I love you. <laughs> No response. I do too. I think I he can hear her. Like, he just not ready to say I you love you too. You can hear her. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so embarrassing for her. And then uh, Chica throws herself into Chuck's arms and he wraps his arms around her. He, and so they're together. I approve of this couple. You do? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously much a much better guy than Hacker. Right. Uh, it, but it's just sort of, I don't know. It's just some more of this, more of this white savior shit. Yeah, totally. That's going on in this oh, movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but they both seem like perfectly nice people. Uh, Dumpy says, interrupts Dumpy cockblocks him and says, "Hey Chuck, do you think we could drive the bulldozer to the fire?" And he says. No, no, that's not. But but why? He says to help Bart. Look what he's doing, and then everyone watches while Bart uses the steam shovel to box with the T Rex. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Chuck says, "Dumpy, if you've ever prayed, do it now." The Rex bites the shovel, and but then loses his grip, and Bart swings the shovel all the way around and knocks the T Rex off the cliff hooray everybody cheers everybody who's just been standing around watching uh because they have no agency of their own because this white guy's got to save them from the problem he created with his (laughs) explosions like you do i mean they were trying to make a harbor that was supposedly going to help but he woke up a t-rex um Julio once asks Senor Bart, why did the caveman have to die? Mm. And Bart gives him some bullshit about there's a time for everything. He slept all those years. And when he woke up like Rip Van Winkle, all his family, blah, blah, the world was different, blah, blah. Yeah, he didn't belong in it. I was kind of pissed off about this. Like, I liked. I liked the there's a time for everything. And I was like, oh, I think this is going somewhere good. And then he's like, he woke up and the world was different and he didn't belong. And I was like, wait, what? He yeah, that's not why he had to die. To save you, you piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, he he died because a T-Rex was trying to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah. And he was literally like trying to hold the building up to save yeah. them. He, he didn't take his own life because he couldn't bear to deal with the modern world that he didn't understand he died trying to help people 
Yeah. Which would have been a fine thing to say, to say. Exactly. Well, he died. Be, he died because he was trying. He died so that we could live. Right. The cave. The caveman is Jesus, and he died so that we could live. He died for caveman died for your sins. Uh, but he says, how would you like it if you woke up in the 21st century with no home and no family and just in a strange world? And Julio says, I would like it. Which I believe. <laughs> they all laugh and they say, I believe you would. And yes, Julio has a um, irrepressibly positive attitude. So he would be perfectly fine. It's just uh, weird And how- this actor did live into the 21st century, so... <laughs> It's weird, he, though, he made it there. like this moment where he's like, why did my friend die? And they're like, uh, they tell him this stuff. And then he's like, I would like it. And everyone's like, oh, Julio. And it's just like, wait yeah. a second. We just really going to just like forget about KV? You guys stuck. Yeah. 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 And like, OK, you done processing your grief now, son? Great. Let's all have a laugh. The uh, boat arrives. I, they were waiting for the mail boat, but this seems more like a tourist boat. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's got the mail on it as well. Maybe it's also delivering the mail, but it's not exclusively a mail boat. Right. There's an English couple on the deck and a few other people, and everybody's waving at them. And he's like, oh, there's your tropical paradise, dear. She's like, oh, the natives are waving. Do they greet everyone like this? And he says, well, on a quiet, peaceful island like this, they probably have nothing better to do. And the <laughs> we cut to the egg. T-Rex. <laughs> yeah, the T-Rex is underwater. And it says the end, but then the, the words morph into a question mark. <laughs> just like the ending of The Blob by the same director. Hilarious. And... The ending of a movie I have not seen, but is by the same director called The 4D Man, which also ends with the end question mark. So he he uh, really loved that ending. Yeah, he did. Mr. Mr. Yearworth (laughs) was not afraid to keep reusing it in films just a few years apart from each other. So there we go. There we go. Dinosaurs exclamation point. I guess he, he also likes uh punctuation in his titles as well as in his end credit. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, How many stars? Uh, I don't I gotta give it a two. I I I can't remember how I felt about it the first time I saw it. I just know when I started watching it saying, Oh yes, I did see this before not too long ago i bet uh letterboxd probably knows how long ago i watched it um i just thought the effects were not that good i found all of the humor just very dated and sitcommy mm-hmm. and um the of course all the brown face was yeah unfortunate and I did not find Julio as charming as you did. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I just found him kind of annoying. I mean, just on paper, yeah, he's he's brave and he's positive and friendly and tragic. 
but uh, also very, very annoying. Yeah, I feel like I am Julio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just like kind of annoying, all... pretty tragic, maybe a little too positive. <laughs> Aww. Aww. <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all, Julio? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. I liked no. it in the sense of I uh, like dinosaur films. That's a that's a good thing for me. I love dinosaurs. Um, and uh, I did. <laughs> yeah i think i just kind of lost patience for casual racism and sexism in movies <laughs> just just can't do it anymore so uh yeah i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it a two I'm gonna give it a two <laughs> Uh, okay, folks, if for whatever reason you feel the need to watch this movie, it is on YouTube right now. Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, watch it while it's still there. Somebody, like might, I'm not sure that it's there officially. You know how YouTube is. <laughs> People will post things and then somebody will notice that it should, that it's, you know, copyrighted and they don't have permission and <laughs> will uh take it down and then it will show up somewhere else so uh <laughs> watch it while you can get it while it's hot if you dare yeah uh i guess that'll do it for this week next week uh will be uh gorgo from 1961 uh, where did we watch that one? If the folks want to see it. Tubi. I think it was on Tubi. Yes, it was on Tubi. I think it's for sale a few places, but it's free with ads on Tubi. So, uh, join us next week for another episode of Monster Movie Fun Time Go. Until then, I have been Precious D. And I have been Honey Bee. Remember to keep calm and seek shelter in basements. And don't misuse science. We will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato folk rock punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg.